Himalayan pink sock grinder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, Himalayan salt, and fun. My name's Dominic Mercurio, and I'm oh, here going on? Go ahead. with the singer... <laughs> that Chad Opitz. Chad Opitz. Well, Chad Opitz. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, sure. Chad Opitz is here with us. He's the guest of the evening. He just wrote an amazing tune. He actually did. Yeah. Do you want to? And did he you, sang it. Well, He's you, been singing. Yeah, you sang it. You already did. I suppose I did. I guess it, well, did, that was yeah. written by Chad Opitz for those out yeah. there who right written yeah. written and recorded by a little amazing off the, off the dome. Chad Opitz. Yeah. Chad Opitz is a San Francisco Himalayan pink salt grinder. There it is. That's Laura the does new, it so lovely. That's the new tune. No, I don't do it as good as Chad. Chad, really? really? Oh. You're a singer, and you don't Thank know. You. <laughs> you know how there's that po- There's that saying that goes, you're a poet, and you don't know it? Hmm. You're a singer, and, and you don't know it. <laughs> doesn't wait, wait. sound as good. No, I know. It's gotta be like, that sounds better. You're a singer, and you're a winner. That's close. No, you're a singer and you're you a, don't. Close. And, you're, and you're like a you're a wing. You're a, you're, you're a, a singer. Winger. Hey, no, you're, you're a winger. Singer. No, it's like this. You're a winger. singer and I don't give you the finger. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, Chad <laughs> Opitz, <laughs> nowhere really, uh, is a San Francisco-based comedian. Uh, he's very funny. You should catch him at all the future shows that he's always doing it's like every it's like at, what just what's your next show here what's let's, let's um, what's your what's your lineup? when's this coming out what's this yeah actually that's a good yeah. point um june yeah. 6th is when it'll be oh, coming that's out per, uh i'm gonna be at the uh san jose improv the 8th through the 10th opening for uh, brooks whelan oh right on yeah cool be wait and where, where is that uh, in san jose oh in san, san jose, jose improv. Okay. cool right on yeah, yeah. those will be fun I may as well announce this now before I forget. Mm. Fox Tales Brigade is going to be embarking oh, yeah. on a bit of a tour. Um, it's coming out June 8th. I think we're going to be doing two tours. Oh, okay. One of them. So we will definitely be playing in Portland at Mississippi Studios on uh, June, no, July 29th. Oh. So, boom. There's that. I didn't know that. It's real important. Come on out. I'll put it in my calendar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was for you. Oh, hey, cool. Thanks. Uh, um, like, uh, let me I, see if I'm free. <laughs> and I think we'll be back in Portland and the Pacific Northwest in September, like the second week of September. We will be mm. in Seattle Ooh. at the Crocodile Back Bar on um, mm, the cool. second weekend on a Sunday. The second, the second Sunday. Well, it's the second week. Of September on Sunday, whatever the date that might yeah. be. That would and, be the 8th. Okay, yeah. No, not, no. Oh, 9th. No, sorry. The following weekend. 16th. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go. My phone's That was a workshop right there. That's what that's that was. Workshop. That was a We're collaboration. Um, and we'll also be uh, probably back in Portland on the, the Saturday before that and in Reading one of the, or the following Wednesday. We're going to post all these tour dates, but just be aware we do have a tour coming up. So if you've been waiting, we are going to be delivering. <laughs> Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess while we're plugging things, I'll just ever so do a quick plug here of a music video that's coming out at the end of the month. Uh, you know, check out, look look out for a Bell's Atlas music video at the end of the mm-hmm. month. But it's coming, coming, coming real soon. Oh, yeah. Directed real soon. by the infamous. Directed by me. Moi. Yeah. That is me. Yes. Hi. But anyways, um, what we are here to discuss is uh, First Reformed, which is a brand new drama, which is directed by Paul... What the fuck, Schrader? Schrader. Paul, what the shit, Anderson? Paul, what the shit, Anderson? We watched this movie. um, (laughs) What was that movie? What was the... It was a bad movie. Event Horizon. Oh, yeah. Um, We watched Event Horizon. Have you seen that? I have. Oh, yeah. 
I, saw, um, I remember seeing that in the theater. It's directed by out. Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> Paul <laughs> W.S. Anderson. And so then we were like riffing that it was Paul What the Shit Anderson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the shit is yeah. this? Paul W. is garbage. <laughs> when your best movie is Mortal Kombat, something's yeah. gone. Is that better than Event Horizon? Oh, it is. No it actually is, though. I, oof, I, yeah, I'd say so. For my money, like, it is. When I was a little kid, I loved I love that movie. Does it feature hit songs by Prodigy and other such bands as that? Mm. It does have in a, the same like... same way that Event Horizon. Yeah. And they go, dun, dun, oh my god, Because the hit song of Event Horizon went, Oh my god, that's some funky shit. It's probably the same beat. Wow. It's really annoying. I don't remember that at all. I don't like it. I think he just likes I think he just really likes Prodigy. He, <laughs> must. he must have given them like a four movie Is deal. Prodigy the they do Mortal Kombat? Oh, I don't probably. Really know. Probably. Prodigy probably. Prodigy probably. Prodigy he does will always work with them. Event Horizon. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't seen that in years, but like I like saw, it? I remember really liking it when it came out. Did you I think was, it like, was really 14. scary? No, not at all. <laughs> no, even it's when so I was like, younger, I didn't think it was scary. No, but I, I enjoyed just, it. I didn't think it was scary either. But mm-hmm. literally, like almost every person I had talked to before seeing it that had seen it said mm-hmm. that it was one of the scariest movies ever. I do I just, remember a lot of people saying that when it came it's out. Just really so strange because it's yeah. like not. That it's I did not scary. It's not scary. I don't understand why people. Have you talked to your brother since then? Uh, well, I've talked to him not about the movie, though. Oh, but you didn't mention Like, you weren't like, why did you think that was so scary? I need to have a talk with You him. need to have a talk. Oh, he, have a talk. You need to have a sit down. Scariest movie? He said it was one of the scariest movies. I oh. remember. I mean, I, I think a lot of people think that. I know. It's just so weird. They're like, oh, yeah, if you watch that, you need to, like, be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think is, like, a really genuinely scary movie? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I actually was genuinely scared watching, um, what's it called? Um, the witch no, well the witch yes but um yeah that i thought really captured some eerie vibes mm-hmm. but no um paranormal activity too believe it or not the, the second one yeah. oh the first one oh. i thought was scarier no i thought oh. the second one was really scary it, it was also that really was the scary. first one that i saw too and i saw it in theaters and like i literally jumped out of my seat watching it and mm. so did like half the theater <laughs> oh yeah that movie is it just was scary, scary. it just yeah. like you know it's it, but it's not like I think it's a great movie necessarily. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty yeah. good though. I mean, I, I think those are a little underrated because I think people just like <clears throat> it got so old. Seem, yeah. You know, like that concept got right. so played out that like now people yeah. I think retroactively think that the kind of found footage horror movie is like played out, and it is played out. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I actually thought it was like doing something kind of cool and unique. Sure. You know? I mean, so that's a movie that genuinely scared me. But yeah. like movies that kind of theoretically are scary and kind of like. They are scary in my mind's eye, but just not as... They didn't make me jump out of my seat in the same way that Paranormal Activity did, but they have like an eerie like yeah. afterthought kind of thing. Those are the ones are, that typically freak me out. The yeah, most. like well, like Firewalk with me did that, and then mm-hmm. also which is a you know the Twin Peaks movie mm-hmm. that came out a long time, and then um, well, The Witch definitely. The Witch is up there for me. That was really one Shining. of the best movies. The I mean, Shining. that was one of my favorite movies that came out in the last like couple of years because. I felt like it really did capture that feeling of like. What do you like more? Unspoken. The witch or call me by your name? Oh, I mean, probably call me by your name. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. I just really <laughs> I liked how just like those are like her two favorite movie, movies though. of the past couple of years. I feel like. Did you see hers? the witch? Chad? Yeah, yeah, hers. I did. I liked you... it. Yeah, I did, again, it didn't scare me though. Oh, it didn't. What scares you? Uh, I got the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. With, I oh, remember yeah, when sure. I first watched that, I was like. 
very unnerved. Were, so you were like affected mentally after. Yeah. How old were you when you Suspiria, saw it? Suspiria, the first time I saw it. Oh, that affected me too. For yeah. Sure. Actually, as a kid, but the music, not Suspiria, anymore. Suspiria, only the music. Goblin. Yeah. The music so, is cool. It really got to me. Like I was like, woo, really the could music, not sleep at all that night. You know the remake. The music it? of Rosemary's did, Baby got to me when I was a kid. That's a great movie. But as a kid, it was so scary. But now I'm like, it's not. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I rewatched it and it wasn't yeah. the same experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what it's creepy, else? but it's not. I didn't think. It was oh, like what about the scary. omen? Did that scare you? Because that scared no, me. No, not really. Oh. The shining. Um, shining didn't really scare me. Oh my god, really? No. Oh my god, the shining scared Interesting. the shit out of so me. Interesting. So you're scared of like more I like, visceral kind of like more, I guess, no, carnal kind of stuff. No, Carnage? no not necessarily. Like or what is it? Another, another, that carnal. Oh no, I guess it, there's it's witches definitely involved. got some fucked up shit in it. Like, uh, with the heart, like, yeah, there's really graphic stuff in there. I think uh, stuff I really with vo- involving, like, witches and the occult and, like, Satan, that's mm-hmm. more my bag. Like, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that does get to me. Yeah. Because it's, like, psychological and it's kind of, like, I do think intangible. that stuff tends to be scarier. Like, yeah, there's a movie called Session 9 that I yes. really, really like. Oh, we that. watched it. Was remember? that scary? Yeah, to me, it was. Really? Like, something about You that. watched it. We watched no, it together. No, I know, but I didn't get, like, you know, I wasn't disturbed by it. Oh, my God, that movie scared something the shit out of me. Something about those tapes, like, the, the, yes. the voices. I know, yeah, so good. Okay, and, and it lets you, like, fill like, in. It's like, it, sure. it lets you kind of do the yeah. work. Like, they just give you enough to kind of yeah. fill in the blanks of... And it's a... A lot of like the sound, the music, and that's really unsettling and weird too. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair Just the use of sound, yeah, which is the same thing with suspense. And there's some sequences. <laughs> the, I think one of the scary sequences is when he's like in the catacombs underneath, and then like he sees something, and like right. so you know that there's oh, something yeah, down there, and he's scary. like trying to get out. Yeah. And it never and the, shows light, uh, the lights are going out behind. Oh, that too, but like, uh, yeah, okay, that, that's that a great was sequence. scary. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. But there's it's the part where I'm getting he, goosebumps. I know. I know. That movie really like gets me for no. That movie to me is one of the difficult for me to think about without like just being like right. by the way you know they're making a new Suspiria yes and with, uh, uh, wait, Tom is it York's with Tilda? the music yeah and Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton is in it mm-hmm. and Luca Guadagnino the director of Calling By Your Name is directing it mm-hmm. really so there's some motherfucking talent oh my god and you know what else talent. they're making a new wow. one of that I'm really actually quite excited by hmm. Picnic at Hanging Rock but they're, oh, making, they're making a new one? one they are, sure? are but it sounds like it might be cool are you sure? What? Yeah, yeah. The headmaster, the headmistress of the school is going to be played by, um, who was it? Oh, God. It's, it's going to be called Picnic at Hanging Rock? Yeah, it's a total remake. I mean, it's I like, have not heard a thing. Hmm. Not a thing. Real. Not a peep. I'm just trying to think, wait, who the, um, <laughs> the teacher's going to be play? I forget, but it's someone good, I think. Okay. I Maybe know. not. They just did a, it's already out, I think there's a remake of Overboard that's already out. And I was like, Overboard? With like Goldie Hawn and yeah, P- Patrick Goldie, Swayze? Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell? I mean, Kurt Russell. It's like an 80s movie. Oh my God, I love that. I think that's the movie where he find, where he says that line, pain don't hurt to me. <laughs> oh, that's Roadhouse. <laughs> oh my God, it that's is? Roadhouse, for sure. <laughs> Are you sure? Positive. Is that, yeah. wait, who is that? Patrick Kurt Swayze. Okay. Yeah. Chad, Roadhouse. you know your movies, wait, I like Wait, you this. know that he says pain don't hurt to me? He just says pain don't hurt. Are you sure? Like, this is really gonna. This is really. I feel like that was a one-liner that only I caught on to. No, this is like this for sure. I remember that. Really? Yeah. Wait, he's, he's getting doctor. his armpit stapled. Yes. Really? And like he's in the hospital. And, the and she's like, like, "Does it hurt?" And he be... goes, "Pain don't hurt." Yes. To he's me. like, "This is this is gonna be this is really gonna hurt." And he's like, "Pain don't hurt." And I was like, "Fuck." But I felt like the really? way he said it was so funny because he's just like he shakes his head and he goes. Pain, pain don't, don't hurt. hurt. <laughs> yeah. I thought he said to me. I have not seen. And this I remember at his all. armpit is like a bloody, like yeah. disgusting. They're doing what are and they doing? They're stapling his armpit. His armpit, armpit, shut. His armpit. Oh my god. Oh my god. You know, I have to admit, for a while there, I was thinking I just made that whole thing up no, in my head. Real. But I've been telling yeah, people it for years now. Yeah, that's the uh, 
I do kind of make stuff up. I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, man. Uh, No, no, I haven't seen that movie. I can't believe you literally just answered that question for me. I mean, all this time I was like, I don't know what movie this is from. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it happened, though. The 1989 Rowdy Roddy Harrington classic. I thought it might have been like Predator or something. Rowdy Roddy Harrington. Okay, that's who directed it. Okay. I cannot believe that you know that line. I do. Because I tell it to a lot of people and they're like, what movie is that from? And I'm like, that's like uh, 80s movie. I thought it was Sylvester Stallone or someone no. who said it. Or like Patty, Patty S. <laughs> Patty S. There you go. <laughs> Patty Sway. Mm-hmm. Patty Swag. Pat Sway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Oh, was that who you were like, actually I talking mean, about? You, really okay. just, you literally just answered a, like, a, a 10 year right question. This for whole me. podcast was worth it then. I thought yeah. maybe it was Shut from like off. Full Metal yeah. Jacket or something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Roadhouse. Lifelong question finally answered. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go, folks. That's, that was your <laughs> show. That movie also has a cameo appearance by Sam Elliott's pubes. <laughs> what? <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got a scar right here. And he like pulls his <laughs> pants and you're like, I just saw Sam Elliott's pubes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Perfect wow. match to the mustache. Oh they need God. to have like a. Have you seen all the Rockies, by the way? I have. Have you seen all the Rambos? Yes. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I love the the new the, okay. la, the last Rambo was great. What was when that? was that? The one that came out in like 2008 or something like that. Didn't say it. Didn't see it. It was really good. But you just, didn't just, even see Rambo one. I haven't way. seen any of the Rambos. Oh my god! Get None your ass to Mars now. I I picked. Get your ass to Mars. You know what that's from? Get your ass to Mars. That's Total Recall. Yeah, <laughs> Holy there shit! You go. Well, of You're course, an encyclopedia over here. Everybody knows that. I don't know that. <laughs> Total Recall. I think Chad wait, actually knows more about movies than I do. Have you never seen Total Recall? Um, no, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, well, that's your problem. <laughs> my, my knowledge is very specific. You need to see this though. movie. Like, see, I think my knowledge is specific more to, like, modern films. I know. Oh, yeah. my God. I We're doing a, a Total Recall. We are definitely watching Total Recall on this. Total Recall, total. tell me. And you, yeah. we, 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 this was almost a about Terminator 2. <laughs> we were going to maybe was. do. We were almost yeah. going to watch yeah. Terminator 2 tonight, and then Chad, Chad Olina said, I want to go see that. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. I know. I want to see it too. I want to see, I it want too. To see Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I want to see Ethan Hawke. I want to see well, Ethan Hawke dressed up in a priest outfit. Yeah. yeah, which by the way, I don't even think I really fully mentioned that that's what we will eventually be getting to in this episode. <laughs> by the way, if you're if you've stuck around this long, yeah. we will eventually be talking about First Reformed, starring Ethan Hawke, which is a new drama that just came out. Uh, First A24 Performed. produced it, uh, and uh, yeah, it's out the- now in theaters. The guy that directed, wrote and directed it. He wrote Taxi a, Driver. Wrote Taxi Driver. Yeah. He's done no a shit. bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. What's his name? Paul Schrader. Paul Wait, hold on. Is it? Paul W.S. <laughs> I know. That, that's how we got on this whole trip yeah. is we oh, were talking okay. about. Yeah, that really. We don't know. That, we really, that was a big circle to get um, back to his last name. Apart. And he's, he's written, to conclude, it's Schrader. <laughs> yeah. He's written a, a bunch of like. He had. And yeah. a lot, it's like re- either really good or really shitty. Chad, I wanted to get the full story on something that I saw <gasps> happened to you recently. Or oh perhaps you happened onto somebody else. Oh. There's a there's a video uh, swirling around the internet right now of a certain comedian uh-huh. uh, knocking over, uh, really uh, just just ruining somebody's day, just ruining <laughs> somebody's evening. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> would you like to describe for the people uh, what I may be referring to? Yeah, uh, that was me. And I, <laughs> I was at a comedy show in uh, Sacramento at this place called what's it called Serpentine Fox or something like that. Okay, and I I'm very excited to learn the details. Okay, yeah. so, Serpentine Fox, good Serpentine to know. Serpentine Fox, and there's like a monthly comedy show there called Femdom.com, mm-hmm. which is all women and then one token dude. And I was the token <laughs> dude for the night. And the way the bar is set up is 
not great for comedy, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say. They mm-hmm. said that they've never had this issue before, but like there's a whole back corner that's not even you can't even see it from stage. They can't see you. Mm-hmm. So there's a big table back there that are just loud as fuck the whole mm-hmm. show. Was playing mm-hmm. Jenga and just a full volley. They're not even trying to like right, yeah. quiet down at all. They're just like screaming and yelling and like oh, laughing yeah. and, and like you know, it was very it just ruined it was wrecking everything. Yeah. And there cuz there were people there that wanted to watch the show. Totally. Yeah. Like there's just a massive distraction coming from the back and mm-hmm. uh, another comic on the bill uh, Emily Catalano was like uh if you knock over there Django I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> and I was like and I was like oh hell yeah I'll do that. And so so like during my set I do a closer where I like wander the room and shout it gets a big act out mm-hmm. and I wandered over to their table and I kind of incorporated it into my bit, and at a certain moment, I pause and I just like topple over the Jenga <laughs> set, and like, like the, it looks like you did it on purpose, like you just oh, I oh, you very it much did it. On oh, purpose. I just yeah. like kind of just boom, yeah. And, like, wow. It was a it smooth over. move. It was a very yeah, smooth. I worked it into the yeah. Bit. No, it looks it it looks like on purpose, but smooth. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say. Really smooth as butter. Yeah, and the p and uh, people liked it. <laughs> like the other audience members that were not that table right, yeah. very much enjoyed that. I liked it I viewing that. it as a home viewing audience experience. Yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Wait, is this so it's like a viral video or what? Not really. I mean, it's just No, like, it's just a video I saw. It was it was oh, a funny I posted it and it's got it got a lot of likes and it's on nice. like somebody put it on Reddit, but it's not like blown up or anything. I right. need to see this. Shit. But you yeah. should watch it. I mean, yeah, it's fun. Sounds fun. What's uh, how could be it's like what? Just I'm sure if you put in Chad Opitz. Uh, yeah, I, I think I put it on like YouTube. There just you like Jenga, comedian knocks over Jenga or something like that. Did they say anything to you afterwards? They were fu- cool about it. Like that. That was actually oh, really? shocking. Like, oh, I thought they'd be dicks, but like they oh. were. They thought it was funny too. Oh, okay. Wait, like, were they? Well, see, that's all were good. they there to see the show? No, not oh, at all. Sorry. So this like was the, like a coffee house that just had like games and stuff. It was then, a bar, and oh. like they had. They said the people that were running the show said that they put the games away but they'd forgotten that night or something and so they that table had got a jenga thing and they were just fucking playing jenga and like it's cool they were cool about it because i mean they could have not oh yeah i was worried they were i was gonna get my ass kicked on because there was a few like really big dudes there oh my god and And um, they were like you fucked up our jenga yeah but that you didn't see them in the video but they're 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 there that'd be funny if it was like some hardcore gangsters who were like fucked up our jenga motherfucker yeah yeah no, want to talk some shit? They, honestly, like, the outcome was about as good as it could have been. I know. That's like, actually great. You get off they were pushing really, over another they man's Jenga. Yeah, they yeah. laughed. Oh, good. And then they fucking reset it up again and kept playing. Yeah, I mean, I Jenga's like, Jenga. It's like... I thought that they, they, that were, like, was, oh, they, they, they continued they were, playing. And they were like just some big dudes who were like, I love there was, Jenga. Yeah, there was like two There was two ladies with them and then there was like four big dudes. They were like, yeah, I work out in the lumber yard during the day, but by night I just do Jenga. Uh, I love Me and it. the yeah. buds, we get together, we do yeah. a few sets of what Jenga. What can I say? We yeah. love Jenga. We have Jenga tournaments every Saturday night. fucking love Jenga. Fucking love that yeah. shit, <laughs> dude. Are you gonna be at Jenga on Friday? Dude, are you a Jenga bro? <laughs> I was thinking about hitting the gym and then going to Jenga. What about you, dude? I just I go to the Jenga gym actually myself. Anyway, anyways, what's up with you? What's up with you, Laura? Who me? Oh, moi. Who you, little well, me, little me, little oh you? Speaking of Larusso, I did recently finish the entire season of. Ooh. Cobra Kai is the Ooh. new show on uh, YouTube Red. I've only seen you know the about first it? couple episodes. Oh, you have. It's very good. <laughs> It's not like very good. But I like Cobra it. Kai. It's, it's definitely it's definitely a nice dip. You know, yeah. it's a fun jaunt. It I'll is. tell you that. It's definitely a fun. 
little fun. What is fuck this for fest. people who don't know? Did you say oh. a fun fuck fest? Yeah, it's a oh, fun fuck fest. Sure. <laughs> okay, but she's no, everyone but, knows that. Um, what did you say? Um, um what? No, it's, <laughs> excuse me. It's the no YouTube Red TV show of. It's like basically the sequel. It's kind of like a. It's the flip side of Karate Kid. It's kind of like goes into the inner workings of how the bad guy in Karate Kid became to be what he was and what he is now mm-hmm. and it's like basically it's all it's it's got um what's his name Larusso or you know mm-hmm. what's his name uh, uh ralph macchio. ralph macchio and his mom and the real guy the bad guy or you oh. know the one who's part of cobra kai william zabka oh my god you know that holy <laughs> shit you know that he was also in just one of the guys yeah Wow. Okay. Hey, Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Kind of, but I know as much as him about that. I mean, but maybe not. You probably know more than me. But point being, um, (laughs) they're all in the series. So it's all. It it all. It's like basically everybody from the movie Uh in current modern times in L.A. and like basically it's not over yet type of a thing. And it's interesting because Ralph Macchio was but a you know boyish figure back in the day, and now he's like a man, but. He's still, you know, I think there's the boy underneath it all. Still. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. It's just, it was a fun thing to watch. Like, it definitely was entertaining, but the, the acting is, like, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But in an awesome way. But who's watching it for the acting, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm watching Karate Kid for the acting. Really? <laughs> well, kind of. Pat Morita got I mean, an Oscar nomination for that movie. What? Yeah. No, he did not. Yes, he did. Oh, my he got, God. He got Best Supporting Dude, Actor this nomination. This guy knows. Holy <laughs> shit. I know, I know. I'm telling you. Pat Morita. Pat Morita got a freaking Oscar nomination for that? He was <laughs> he like, did. Daniel, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you ever even What seen scene that? did they show? I would love to know what scene they show. Know. Well, Pat Morita is not in the show because he's dead. No, I mean, but he's like, dead? isn't he? I don't think he's dead, is he? Oh my god, I, I'm pretty I sure he, he died. He must have died. He was oh, so old know. when Karate Kid came out, and it's now been like 30 years since then. Oh, but I mean, the Karate Kid does have good acting in it for sure. Like, it's definitely like a well-made. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, but like, it's yeah. legit. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. This is more like on the low budget vibe. Like, oh, this is like way more of a Disney Channel vibe definitely. kind of like yeah. production. You know, it has like and it's a TV bad show. Current mm-hmm. t- like Disney Channel kid actors in it that are playing like the, ch- the you know the the teenage figures. Tries to be more. It goes for laughs more. Kind of how yeah. There's a lot of like stupid kind of comic relief stuff in it, but at the same time, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's like it's clearly has this like 80s nostalgia going on, but it's somehow like. It doesn't quite capture the vibe of the 80s. Like, it just seems like it's trying to be something, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Mm -hmm. I I mean, there are a lot of funny things in it, though, that try to, like, embrace 80s nostalgia. But it's just like, oh, my God. I sort of like that it didn't um, dwell on that 80s stuff too much, though. Oh, my God. It does dwell. Really? Throughout. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, you saw it too, right? Yeah, I've only seen the first couple. Episodes. Well, I think it's about because the main guy is basically stuck in the '80s. It's like after yeah. he lost that tournament mm-hmm. to Daniel Larusso, he like never basically moved out of that time of his life. True. So in the show, throughout the show, he's like basically there's a part where they're like talking about Facebook, and he's like, "What's Facebook?" Mm. <laughs> like, and then there's another part where he's like this guy's cell phone rings one of his students it's a cell phone rings and it's like a modern day like techno song or, or like kind of electronic song and he's like what is that he's like man you got to get some guns and roses on there or something like he's oh, yeah, yeah. he's always trying to like bring back the 80s and mm-hmm. his car that he has is like That's a true. thunderbird yeah, yeah. or whatever or like an 80s like, like hot rod yeah. yeah like he basically like just is stuck in the 80s according mm-hmm. to the show mm-hmm. anyway it's just kind of funny but like 
LaRusso has moved on. Yeah. Like, because he was able to thrive and flourish after he won the tournament. That's what it's about. But it's kind of interesting because it's like, it takes the bad guy's perspective. And I mean, it really kind of, I mean, it's interesting how it like flips the switch a little bit. Like, it kind mm-hmm. of like, it sort of cross weaves. It's kind of a cross hatch sort of thing yeah. in terms of like, it's like mixing good and bad and kind of like blurring the lines. And there's yeah. a lot of kind of, nerds and cool people kind of on the same side mm. in, in different mm-hmm. ways like it, it's kind of interesting in that way yeah i like it just allows you to have some empathy for this character in the original it was just kind right. of like he's a piece of shit because he's a piece of shit no yeah definitely <laughs> like, no, goes into the dynamics of him uh-huh. yeah and then but oh man there is a fun a fun surprise ending that oh I well know. you know don't i'm not say saying it. anything okay. but um it's fun i mean it do you have you watched the karate kid no, I haven't seen oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> I got We're a blind spot, that. and it's basically everything before like 2000. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. There's, that was you missed except, like, like the except, best era of except movies. the greats, in my opinion. Like the well, no, no, no. Like, I mean that, that that's the not 90s true. and 80s are really good times for movies. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of being somewhat facetious. I mean, but the thing is, it's just that I pick and choose what I've watched from that from you know the. Well, I mean, I've seen shit from all eras, really, but it's just, like, the kind of pulp movies of the 80s and 90s are, like, I just wasn't really watching those because, you know, I mean, I just wasn't really watching them. Especially the 80s. Like, I was watching watch more Goonies? pulpy movies in, in the 90s. No, I never saw Goonies. Uh... <laughs> Actually, I have I have seen Goonies, but I, it, just, was... it barely counts. It barely counts. I think I mean. Goonies. You have seen Goonies? I have seen Goonies, but, like, I would need to rewatch it. Oh my god, that is a great representation, in my opinion, of like really cool hands-on filmmaking with amazing set designs and yeah. like just real, you know, good. I mean, I guess you could describe that as '80s pulp or whatever. But to me, like that is no, emblematic I, of like when I say pulp, the I don't great mean negative, craftsmanship. By the way. No, I know. Okay, I mean it, to me that represents like the really intense craftsmanship that went into making these fantasy fiction movies and Mm -hmm. like that just is no longer a thing today like it left us after like 2000 you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and when a movie like that came out back then it was really exciting but when a movie like that comes out now it's not exciting yeah because of that element of like you know practical effects magic that but that's where the real mat like the magic of practical effects is so prevalent in like the 80s and 90s Mm -hmm. which is why i'm surprised that you haven't seen a lot of those movies because that's really like the best stuff you know yeah and i agree and when you see it now i know you personally when you see that stuff now you're really into it so i feel like you got to see these movies because you would be into it I probably might be. I mean, I remember watching The Goonies and feeling a little underwhelmed by it when I watched it as like a 19-year-old. Yeah. I think when you cuz when I so when I, for, when I was a kid, that was my fucking Damn. I would watch that. I think constantly. it's like ideal when you're a kid though. Yeah. Well, it is all things are ideal when you're a kid. And when I watched it, I rewatched it. I've rewatched it a bunch since then. But like it doesn't have exactly the same effect well, that's and what especially I'm with the like the kids are constantly talking over each other, and I'm just like, God, shut the fuck up. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> but it makes sense because it's like, that's how kids are. That's how kids, yeah. But like, and when you're a kid, you're like, you're just like, you you're, in not, you're, you're in it. You're in it. Yeah. But like, as an adult, you're like, God, these kids are annoying as shit sometimes. Uh, but it, you know. I, I think know. that watching it as an adult, you do kind of start to see more clearly the, like, the angle that the movie was going for in terms of like really gearing it towards the demographic of kids. Mm-hmm. Like, it is definitely a made for kids movie, but. Like, despite all of that, to me, there's just, like, a really awesome core to that movie that is undeniable. Like, and while there might be kind of stupid, like, 
kid tropes and like kid jokes and stuff like that. It's uh, all for. I mean, yeah, it's just such a fun, exciting thing because yeah. and there's, there's, like, there's you a know, really like palpable energy in that movie. There's a palpable and yes, totally. Yeah. The you know what this is movie great. is for me though for for me and my generation and my childhood mm-hmm. hook. Oh, oh see, no. yeah, that was more. <laughs> no, like a, Hook is great. I did but enjoy also, Hook, but yeah. that was not. The practical effects were so cool because when I was a little kid watching Hook, I'm like, man, I want to be in that food fight and like oh, yeah. eat that, all see, those crazy, for, like, fun yeah. little like colorful foods. No, see, you. This is what I'm saying. That's though. for amateurs, though. No, no, no. They're it's because that, you were too, you weren't in the age. I liked there. Hook. I watched Hook. I own the video. <laughs> Wait, so then what are you bad mouthing it for? It's just it's no it's no Goonies. But I think it's because Goonies it's came no, out. You know all kinds of other movies. And never it's no never ending story. Now what? never ending story. You're, I admit doesn't quite. You're like adult eye, five years older than me. Five six years older than me. Yeah. Right? yeah. And those movies came out five six years apart. They did. So for you seeing Goonies, five it, six years. No, more like ten years. No, no. It was, uh, Hook was ninety one. Oh my god, Goonies you know is that? 85, yeah. <laughs> Boom! Six years. Woo! Six years. So that's what I'm saying is like it hit you. <laughs> Goonies hit you like right when it it was like meant to be. I know, but it just seemed like Hook was so cheesy in a lot of ways. Oh, but for like, me, Rufio it was so with cool. his little spandex one, yeah. one tard. You know what? I like loved Unitard. it. Really long. As a kid, though, it worked. <laughs> it's two and a half hours long. Oh, you know what? I, I don't loved mind it. length. I like long movies, but like to me, Hook was just. <laughs> there were so many cheesy things about it. Whereas like Goonies, I feel like the characters in that are way more legit. But cheesy doesn't matter when you're oh man I think the characters are a lot more fun than Goonies totally oh but Robin Williams is so good in Hook see I don't like Robin Williams I think the best part of Hook now is like Dustin Hoffman is so fucking good yeah he's great in it he's he's Hook oh he's Hook and like you never even think about that being Dustin Hoffman no Hook is great he's great that's the only thing I associate Dustin Hoffman with besides (laughs) Kramer versus Kramer (laughs) I was thinking Rain Man I mean I haven't watched it as an adult and it probably isn't a great movie but I'm saying when you're a kid oh it is a great movie Hook really like created a magic for my eyes right. you know? no i agree. I wanted to be in the world of that movie and yeah. i'm and i also mean in a practical effects sense sure. like that food fight scene is like forever embedded in my in my memory and it's practical effects mm-hmm. and they're like actually throwing this like colorful goop at each other and like smearing it all over as the place. if that's such a crazy idea that they should actually have real goop <laughs> well like, look, it's just so funny that, that that's yeah. like unfortunately you know, double dare time savored now. i know yeah. <laughs> like that was everywhere in yeah. the 90s know, and 80s know. you know what i mean like it was not Nickelodeon just, yeah. I loved Nickelodeon Me for that too, too. As did I. obviously like Nickelodeon's gonna be practical because it has to be but like you know what would have been a dope movie to make would mm. be Legends of the Hidden Temple hell yes it would be oh, that, that was like a fun one early but, 90s uh, Ooh, was it as fun as get the, the picture as what get the picture Get the what's that? You know about I liked, that one? I liked. Oh, is that where they put together like a picture? Butter. Yeah, I think like, I. There's I think a really I cool that. like rant. There's a cool obstacle course at the end where they get to open all these presents. Wait, was that and get the what? picture? What was that one no, where the they get to open all these presents? Legends of the, in the Hidden Temple or whatever. The what? Legends of the. No, Hidden I know Temple. Legends had an obstacle course too, but there was another show where. Double Dare. Not Double Dare. I love Double Dare. I've always wanted to be I on that show. I love Double Dare. I always wanted to do that pizza one where you I want to do the nose. The I want the nose. See, the nose to <laughs> me seemed really hard. Like, that it would be the hard, one part yeah. where I was like, oh, man, I just want to jump right into the pizza one. Because I mean, that's I, easy, you know? And you get to and be it, on a pizza. You get to be on a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder, does it taste like pizza? Maybe. Hell no. <laughs> no, I no, that's that like, did. That's just like mustard or something. No, I think they made them taste like the thing uh, that it was. No, hell no, no. I'm pretty sure it looked like a Well, first up, it was just like yellow and red goop. I know. Oh, it was pizza sauce. <laughs> it was not pizza sauce. Like pizza. Laura, I hate to It was like pizza flavored sauce. No, it was not. I'm no way. Sure. And the dough was made out of real dough. Okay, you're 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 out of your mind. But right anyway, now. no, there was a show where it was a not very long lasting game show on Nickelodeon, and it was awesome. But they got to open all these presents. 
What? At the end of like, that was the obstacle course. It was like, whoever can open the most presents and get the prizes inside each present, the fastest wins. That does appeal to you, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't recall that one at all. It was awesome. I don't recall. That sounds really fun. It was a short-lived show, but it was really fun. Did you ever see the one Nickelodeon show where it's like they're playing a game, but like someone is in the game? Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a well, team of two yeah. or whatever. It was like a video game show, yeah. but they got to be but in it. they got to be in the video I game. I always I wanted to be in it. I know. I was like, I want to be in like the video game. I know. I like, yeah. Does it look like a cartoon? In I real wanted life? to know. In my mind's eye, I thought they were in a cartoon. I know, like, like a legitimate cartoon, and I was like, they get to know what it's like to touch a cartoon. I know that's what I was thinking, and I was just I didn't realize in my little boy things. mind, I was just like, man, what would that be like to be? I in guess a video now game? thinking about it, it probably was just like a some, green screen, like a green you know, screen thing cardboard. where they had like some like metal bars that they had to go across, <laughs> yeah. and like a couple of like, probably really lame, and they were probably yeah, they were probably like spotted like you know like tape on the floor of where they had to stand <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. It was like, like there's like a cardboard box and that represents like the cool colorful thing right, that you're actually yeah. seeing, you know? Oh my god. Like, it probably oh, man. sucked. It probably sucked, yeah. It was probably like hard, you know? Like it was probably a task. Because <laughs> isn't it like the person watching them has to tell them what to do or something or Oh yeah, I guess. Isn't you're it right? like they're, they're yes. like jump? Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. So it's sucks. probably nothing. Yeah. But I thought in my mind, I was like, that would be so cool I know. to I have to jump so over those too. colorful cartoons oh, yeah. or whatever it was. I thought in my mind it was real. I know, I know. It seems so real you. when you're a kid, you know. Yeah. That's how they trick you. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> you got to watch Goonies, man. That's Have you Look, ever seen Stand... on Have it. you watched Stand By Me? There's all kinds of... Stand By Me. You haven't seen, you haven't seen Terminator 2. Oh, you haven't seen Goonies. God. We're watching that. Stand, uh, Stand By, by Me, I, I really want to see Stand By Me. Stand By Me is a timeless classic that that. Now that I know will appeal to me. It's a great movie. I know it will appeal to me. Let's watch it next. Okay. It's so good. (laughs) See, those are the. This is like the Corey Feldman handbook here. It's like you need to just. Lost Boys? Yeah. See, I don't think I've seen a single movie with Lost Boys. Corey Feldman? Corey Feldman. Yeah, he means nothing to me. Oh my God. Other than License to Drive? He means Hello? nothing other than a uh, like a go-karting. Have you seen him in his in his later years now? Oh yeah, I saw him in concert. You saw him in concert? In concert? Was, he doing, was he doing his him. like what was it? What's that thing called? What was he that, really his little roller roller he didn't, thing. He didn't bust He did bust that out actually. Yeah. What's he it came called? Out, like a uh, You know what I'm talking about? Just like hoverboard. Hover kind of like a hoverboard, hoverboard thing. Yeah. Right. And he, he got that. to have that because he was in the you know in the movies when they came out. Yeah. It's true he got but, access no but to all i remember i showed you that video of what he's doing yeah, yeah no with, i know like, i've i've gone down a serious Corey feldman rabbit hole oh, okay. looking up mm-hmm. all okay. kinds of crazy stuff about how him. was he in concert by the way you know what i would highly recommend it because you can go if you're really into Corey feldman you're mm-hmm. gonna like it because it's fucking Corey feldman being uh-huh. passionate about some bullshit he's into right. <laughs> and if you hate Corey feldman and you are going like ironically and it's gonna be it. you're gonna love you're it still gonna love why were you going I, I kind of a mix. I genuinely I love him in some movies and stuff. Uh-huh. And I th- but I thought the music stuff he was doing was real bad. Oh yeah, the and I wanted terrible. to see it live just to see what it would be like. Yeah, but I got I totally got wrapped up in it. I think like, I think it could be fun actually. Oh, it, it was seems very like it could be fun. fun. Yeah, it was really fun. What's crazy about Corey, Corey Feldman is like in his day, you know, in the eighties when he was like on the scene and just in every movie. I mean, and I also recently watched Friday the Thirteenth Part One. Four. Oh, was it four that mm-hmm. he's in? Okay. Wow. Good. Chad, you. That might be the best of the series too. He's so. I mean, he was such a cool actor. Like during that time, and it's looking back on it, he still holds true. Like his vibe and character in all the movies that he was in was so like punk rock and so cool and like kind of edgy. And to see like that what he's become in a way, it's kind of like 
He's not punk rock and edgy anymore. He's kind of a poser now, it seems like. You oh, yeah. I mean? And that's and all like, I know him as. It's so. like cringeworthy because he just seemed like he was so, you know, gritty and like real before. Yeah. But hey, I mean, he's probably really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting backpedal. Corey, don't listen to these people. They're, yeah, they're yeah. a wonderful Corey, man. Corey, if you're listening, Corey, totally I love tell you, me. Corey. <laughs> If you've tuned into this episode, concert. No, but I had definitely went on a tangent looking up stuff about him because there's a crazy like web of dynamic, like web that he was a part of (laughs) that was part of my childhood. This is kind of a crazy story, but it might be interesting for me to tell and might be interesting for the listeners. So So anyway, there was a show about Corey Feldman that I saw. It was like an inside scoop type of thing, like regarding his whole, you know, accusation about the industry being full of child molesters and all Mm -hmm. this weird stuff. Mm And there was this club that he cites, and he doesn't name names, but the club, it was for actor kids in L.A. And I looked into it, and it was called, like, like not Zoe's, but it was some weird club that only let actor kids go to it, and they, like, would serve alcohol at it. Oh, no. And it was, like, a, you know, it was, like, an exclusive young actors club. Yeah. And the more I dug up, I, I was finding these pictures and, like, different snapshots like from kids at the club or whatever and this is the craziest thing so Corey feldman says that that club was being run by a really shady guy that basically was a child molester getting young actors to come in there and he would prey on them and you know their parents wouldn't be allowed to go in there and he was posing as like a chaperone to these kids watching over them but really he was like serving up alcohol to all these actor kids the parents were allowed that seems like such a red flag no it was (laughs) just supposed to be a cool like Fun for kids. Place. No parents allowed. No man. parents. Le- you can't come in. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's understand. how it was. It was crazy. Like oh basically, God, it was like awful. this is like a place for these kids to run wild or whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. it was like because they were actors, it was like special. And I think that the parents thought that it was like okay too because uh-huh. it was for actors and it was they like just exclusive. Had trust. They had trust. In yeah, them. yeah. And so it was run by these two guys. One of them was the sleazy guy who had owned the place, and the place was being funded or like it was. It partnership with another p- company, which happened to be New York Seltzer. Now, New York Seltzer was a drink from the 80s that was owned it's by... It's still around. Yeah, I know. It came back. But that was o- <laughs> that, that's a company that was owned by another neighbor of mine whose father owned New York Seltzer. Oh God, this is a web. And I used to go to their house, and they, they had a freaking straight-up tiger for a pet in their house in a giant aquarium and I would go, love going over there because I got to see the tiger and they had a freaking New York seltzer vending machine in their house and was like, <laughs> it was like a whole thing and wow. I was like oh my god and the dad would always give us free New York seltzer swag like he gave us this crazy New York seltzer like all of her friends got to have this New York seltzer teddy bear and it was like a huge white teddy bear with mm-hmm. a New York seltzer t-shirt on it anyway how this all ties in this is like the six degrees this is crazy like so that girl was my friend her dad owned new york seltzer i found a picture on the internet that Corey feldman had talked about and he was like this is a photo of me with this other actress and i think it was the girl from charles in charge and in the picture they are at the club and she is holding the new york seltzer teddy bear and i'm like oh my god i know that teddy bear I have that teddy bear. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I put two and two together. That club was being run by my friend's dad, who was partners with the fucking child molester. Oh my God. And he knew, like, they were all connected. It was just crazy, though. I was like, oh my God, he was part and parcel to this weird molester web. This is the next big Netflix documentary. (laughs) I know, yeah. I don't know, but it was just crazy to me. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Anyway. 
So, First Reformed. First Reformed is the latest film, again, from what's-his-face? Paul Schrader. Paul uh, Schrader. He wrote and directed this film, but he's written many classic films, such as Taxi Driver and et cetera, et cetera. We've already gone through it. Um, but yeah, uh, First Reformed is a new drama. Just came out from uh, A24, production company. Uh, stars, what's his, what's his fucking name? Ethan Hawke. Ethan, Ethan Hawke. I'm so bad. Oh, I'm so bad. Oh, and Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried? 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 Seyfried. What's his face plays a sort of pastor who is living, uh, living at a church. The, what, what's, what, like the a, chur- the name the, of the church is first, first reformed. reformed. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of like. It's a to- an old church, a tourist church that still stands because he cares about it, mm, but only yeah. he cares about it. Nobody else really goes there. Right. And he starts to have some interactions with people who are going to the church, uh, which sort of like <laughs> opens his eyes to some other things. And he begins to like maybe question various, are you, are you surviving over there? Long pipe. <laughs> Ooh, that's a reference. That's a, that's a deep dive. Um, you know, he begins to like question some things about, uh, you know, maybe where what, what he's doing and, and where he's at, and maybe a, in a larger sense as well. Uh, but anyways, we'll be talking no spoilers at first. Uh, so if you haven't seen First Reform, you're clear to keep on listening for a little bit, and then we will make it very clear when we're getting into spoiler territory. Um, at which point we'll be de- we'll be describing uh, exact plot details. But what did we think of this film? Uh, with no spoilers, um, why don't we start with you, Chad, as a guest of honor. Okay. Um, what did you think of this film? I thought it had some interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. I thought Ethan Hawke was solid in the lead part. Um, I thought it was interesting how there was zero music yeah. until a, one point. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very effective. Yes. It made it it made the impact of that scene more and it wasn't like a lot of music it was just kind of sounds it was like a drum but until then there's zero music at all mm-hmm. except for maybe the vocalists singing the people singing yeah but like as it far as there's no score yeah. yeah there's no, no score, score yeah. and then the, and then midway through there's a scene with with uh well let's not say sounds no, yeah. I'm, okay, I'm okay. not spoiling anything okay. but uh uh I don't know I didn't I wasn't I didn't think it was great honestly mm-hmm. um it's pretty slow, which is fine, but I wasn't really that wrapped up in it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the acting moments, uh, especially I thought from Seafried, were not very good. Mm-hmm. Some of the, yeah, there was one particular scene that I was like almost pretty confused at like why they chose to have her respond the way she did. Mm. Um, but. Ah, I don't know. I, I was kind of underwhelmed. I thought the trailer mm. was really good, and it seemed like it was going to be a really atmospheric movie, and I didn't really get that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, for my money, I think I really liked this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. And I, to be honest, I didn't really even expect to like it. Um, I was like somewhat intrigued by the trailer, but I was kind of like, whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, religious themes in films tend to not interest me that much. I think it just comes from, like, a lack of knowledge of religion in general, I think, because I didn't grow up religious. And it tends to be, for me, like, when I see a film with religious themes that I tend to just kind of, like, zone out a little bit. Or, like, I feel like because my lack of knowledge in religion is, is so... it It's so low <laughs> that, like... 
I feel like I'm not, I don't even have like the base knowledge to like keep up with a lot of plots that are going on in, with, with like religious anything. But yeah. I was actually so enraptured by the plot. Mm. It was, it was surprising how quickly I got into this film, considering that it's, you know, dealing with religion. But I think for the most part, it's just dealing with human nature. It's just dealing with, like, how we relate to each other and, uh, in a broader sense, who we are, you know, as a whole. Like, what what the the meaning is and and what we're kind of doing to each other and to ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that was, like, way more intriguing to me i thought that the acting was actually really great uh i'm curious to know what scene you're talking about because i actually thought that she was great mm-hmm. as was ethan ethan hawk um i loved also the lack of music i thought that was like a really effective choice mm-hmm. for the film um and because it stuck so closely to it it made the very few moments that had any music feel very effective yeah um i loved the cinematography which was like lots of static in general like wide-ish shots and then just cutting from a wide thing that like an establishing shot of a scene into like these close-ups that were very odd they had it seemed like a wide angle lens or something um and it was like just these static right in front of the character kind of shots like Mm -hmm. almost always just like this and the film is shot, I think, I want to say it was a 1-1 aspect ratio, like almost a perfect square. Yeah. Like, a, it's not a, wi- it's not a yeah, wide no. film. It almost like seemed 1-1. If it's not 1-1, maybe it's like 4-3 yeah, or definitely something. Definitely flat, not like scope. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just mean like how how wide it is, like the actual uh, aspect Prime. ratio itself. Uh-huh. is a, is It seemed like it was a perfect square. I'm not sure. Okay. I have to look into that. But... um. But that worked really well for those close-ups mm-hmm. um, because it just, like, made them fill the frame in this really interesting way. And um, so, yeah, I thought it was beautifully shot. Uh, I loved the way that people were, like, moving through frames. The very few movements that there were were really effective and, like, just draws your eye into these beautiful places. And, like, the I thought the colors were awesome. I thought the set de- decoration was awesome. Um, I mean, I, I honestly, like... I can't really even pinpoint what I didn't like about this movie. It wasn't like a total knockout of the park kind of thing, but I really loved it. Like I was really enraptured in the plot. Mm-hmm. That was ultimately what was keeping me going was actually the plot. Mm-hmm. I was really interested in the characters and I thought the writing was really good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Laura, what do you think? Um. <laughs> oh. Not my thing. Oh, no! I don't know. Oh, this is going to be another two-on-one, it comes at night situation. But I will, there is, I mean, a reveal I have, but once we get to spoilers, I'll say it. But yeah, I mean, I just don't know, like, if I got the point of this movie or... Hmm. But I did think Ethan Hawke was pretty good. I mean, I thought he was a good actor in it, and I thought Amanda Seyfried was decent. I don't know. I just didn't really connect with it again. Wow. Oh man! I don't know. It was just boring, actually. Oh man! I was like actually pretty enraptured I mean, by the basically just straight boring. <laughs> I mean, you. Well, I mean, you know, I'm kind of right in the middle. I could like, see how it could be boring, though. I mean, I totally get it. For this film, it's like a very understated, like it's not you know an action-packed flick or anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. It's not for everybody. Long dialogue scenes. Long dialogue scenes, but 
for some reason, sometimes that can be disengaging to me. Like, this style of film can sometimes be disengaging. It wasn't the style, though. I like the style. I don't mind long dialogue scenes. I enjoy that. I can enjoy it, but... Mm-hmm. I just didn't care about what they were talking about mm-hmm. that much. Oh, my God. I mean, I thought it immediately grabbed me, like, one of the first kind of long extended scenes. Um, I don't want to say anything, actually, but there's, like... There's like an extended conversation that happens somewhat early in the film, yeah. And I was very entranced by it, and I felt like it was going on a long time, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It was like I actually enjoyed how in depth the conversation yeah. got. Well, okay, let me say this. I will that conversation. I think I know what you're talking about. I did enjoy that mm-hmm. to a degree, but <laughs> after that, it was just like not. I don't know, nothing for me. Really. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, these little twists and turns and... Well, we'll talk. I mean, I cared. I, I like, yeah. wanted to know what was going to happen. I mean, I, just... I guess we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. talk. We'll talk. All right, well, <laughs> this might be a spoiler-heavy spoiler spoiler. conversation because I, I think that we should probably get into some of the details, but I think you get maybe a sense of what we thought about this film in a non-spoiler sense. I, I, li- I liked a lot the, um, just the, the setting of that church. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wish... There's a lot of time spent in it but i like, mm-hmm. kind of wish they'd spent even more mm-hmm. like there's something about the way that was laid out like that scene mm-hmm. where he's showing those people around i was yeah. like uh-huh. Fuck, i really like this building yeah and i wanted more of that the like, architecture is cool yeah it was just a cool building. and unique yeah or just something i, I don't utilized it more yeah yeah and there, i actually also really liked the very dry dark moments of like humor that were in the film as yeah, well. Yeah, there's a couple really funny it, parts. And it's not like this overtly funny, it's just like situationally funny yeah. in this very kind of dark, you know, observational kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's not like a funny movie at all, but I liked these kind of yeah. moments that were like making me chuckle to myself. Yeah. Um, I, I will love, say that. I, I love that dad joke thing. <laughs> the the, jet, yeah. What dad joke? When he's uh, showing the tourists around and the dad just yeah. like, tells that stupid joke. <laughs> That's totally something my dad would have done. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that oh, too. Right, that, you you yeah, heard yeah. this one? Right, right. That. Yeah. so stupid, but like, I was like, that's exactly yeah. what my dad would have done in that situation. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. No, it felt very real, actually. Right. The, the and realism of it. Makes, just like, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you like that joke? The realism is what was keeping me going because it felt very much like real conversations, um, but yet a very stylized and excitingly written mm-hmm. version of real conversations that i mean man i i mean i did i like the back and forths he had with um the pa- head pastor of the uh bigger church yeah 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 their their <clears throat> their uh dialogue back and forth seemed really genuine yeah oh yeah totally between who him and uh Cedric oh him and that yeah okay got yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wait was that him yeah that's oh. the entertainer oh that actually was him yeah oh, I, I did not know that. he was listening as like Cedric Kyle's or no, something like, huh. yeah. wow didn't know that mm-hmm. holy shit well you know you learn something new every day you thought I was just being racist <laughs> I'm just kind of you're like just... a little bit <laughs> It's like, I was laughing. Like, I can't believe Chad is doing this. <laughs> I didn't He's on our podcast, nonetheless. Saying like, you know, I'm What? No, that was really him. I didn't. I didn't think of it as being racist. I just thought it was somebody that happened to that look looked like Cedric like, yeah. the Entertainer, and that you were making. It, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think this might be a you know one that we kind of got to dig into spoilers to like really figure out whatever where everyone's at, but. 
Um, so yeah, we are going to be now discussing uh, some spoilers for First Reform. So if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, now would be the time to tune out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the gloves are off. <laughs> no glove, no love. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so, I, I ain't gonna lie. Oh no. There was about maybe a chunk of I don't know oh, how. Oh, you fell asleep, oh, Laura. No. I did. I know. Fuck. It was like a, Laura, I here's the thing. It's like you, when you fall asleep in these kinds of movies, <laughs> it's like no shit. You're not it's gonna like it. It's always these like it comes at night kind of genres. Yeah, but like, was that also was that one you guys like really? Oh, we really it. clashed on it comes but at night. But you know okay. what? The other person involved with did that you hate was it? Hey, yeah, okay. and so did the other person who watched the movie. Yeah, but Laura fell asleep for like a third of the movie uh, because so no it was shit, pointless. No, it was not pointless because if you stay awake for it and I'm you follow kidding. these stories it's actually like really okay, interesting no, and intriguing here's the thing. I, I, I don't think i fell asleep for that long i mean maybe oh my god laura you fall asleep in like every movie we watch i know it's terrible i'm, I'm narcoleptic okay. oh my god you gotta like nap before we I do don't feel, or something. i don't feel good about it but it happens Ugh. let me just ask you this okay so Ugh. basically i woke up right when he discovered the dead body in the forest oh my god really? what you missed oh, you everything before really? that no i didn't miss everything before that i just don't know when I fell asleep before that, but I saw most of the like every most everything before that. But kind of like I'm sure that I know I I saw the whole scene where he has the conversation with the the guy. Did he about, missed when he found the dead body. No, I woke up right then. Okay. Right, literally right when it shows the dead body. I can't remember what was going on right before that. He was like texting back and forth to the dude about where to meet. Okay. Yeah, I can't really remember. Maybe I, remember I just missed going- the texting because I saw their whole conversation. He was trying to convince him not to like have an abortion. Well, no, there was definitely some other stuff. That, did you see him like oh, find the vest and yeah. the? So that I missed. Wow. Oh my God, you missed him finding the vest and the yeah. one that the wife sh- gives, shows it to him and stuff. Yeah, because she knows that this was going on. He she so calls he was going to be a suicide bomber. Oh my God, I, I just don't know if it's like really useful me. to be like explaining the. Film well, to I pretty much already... got the gist of it later, but. He was gonna blow something up. So probably, yeah, he yeah. was. He was like constructing he was this, look, and he had like the. He was probably gonna go to like maybe Balk Industries mm-hmm. or something and blow that. He was clearly pissed about you know the environmental, environmental impact, and that's a heavy. That's a big part of the movie is like environmental, uh, environmental issues. Yeah, I got that. Much. Very heavy handed. <laughs> I got that. Yeah, much. it's heavy handed, but I don't know. I mean. It was heavy. It's it's funny that you say that because I was consciously thinking like. Yeah, I guess this is like I'm thinking about this for sure, but it wasn't as <laughs> heavy-handed as other approaches. I actually feel like, like mm. for me, it was actually to a pretty thoughtful degree. Like it actually was making me think mm-hmm. about some of these themes that you know I do. I do care about the environment in general in my daily life, and like right. you know, I, I didn't feel like it was ham-fisted. I didn't feel like it was like hitting you over the head. I thought it was actually presenting yeah. you with some intriguing you know uh-huh. things to kind of ponder and think about and imagery that i thought was like pretty strong i think you know i think it could be perceived as heavy-handed but for me it actually like kind of worked i don't know it was heavy-handed though because it's like okay so this guy was gonna bomb this place because he was so felt so passionately about that but at the same time like they're also kind of doing a disservice to that point in a way because they're making the point be made by a person who's a little bit 
off their rocker. Like yeah. he was going to go do a suicide But it deeply bomb. affects the pastor, yeah. though, and he totally adopts this, like... But the pastor's a little bit off his rocker as oh, well. Yeah. No, but he's dying, and he has yeah. nothing exactly. to do. He's an alcoholic. And exactly. He's got a lot of mental he's issues. He's an alcoholic. Probably, yeah. Like, he's a, a, like a loner alcoholic kind of yeah. guy. Right, but I thought that that was sort of like he was feeling this sort of, like, deep regret, maybe. It was... A, a, I kind of took it as he felt some... Despair. He had despair about maybe what he maybe told this guy. Like he maybe feels somewhat uh, complicit or responsible for this guy's suicide, and so he almost feels like an obligation to take on the torch, like to mm. to continue his legacy yeah. in a way. That might be true, but I mean, it's still like if your objective in making this movie about like trying to save the environment, like you don't think that that was a big part of their intention. I don't think that was, that was, I don't think that was like the big takeaway. I actually thought it was more about like, you know, (laughs) humanity and Uh like, and, and, uh, like personal worth and, um, sacrifice. And I I don't know, like there was actually a lot of things at play. I feel like that is definitely a part of it and the environmental factor for sure. Yeah, but I also felt like it's just about this guy who's sort of like he knows he's dying in a way, or he seems basically like he's already given up on the fact of. So he may as well use that as an opportunity to do something to like make, make a, a yeah make a difference. In but like, way. don't you think it's you know what I thought was kind of interesting how they use sound design to like create this dark brooding atmosphere, like with regard to the environment being infiltrated by like these big corporations, like. They, whenever they would show those pictures or, you know, anytime it would come up about like when he was starting to do research on like how fucked up these, you know, manufacturing companies were or whatever, it would start using that like low drone kind of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like there was something a little bit comical to me about that because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like they were trying to make it seem like dark well, and eerie and evil. But it was I mean, it's just like a, it is kind of. You know, it's just an observation of a reality of our world that's not, to me, it's not like eerie. It's just a shitty thing. <laughs> like, it's not, mm-hmm. they were trying to make it more horrific than yeah. in a way, I, I think, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah, like they're like, this is a big revelation. And this is like, a big, dark, creepy really. thing. It's like, yeah, it's like, this is a, a well known thing. what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was interesting cause I expected judging from the trailer that it would be more of a like crisis of faith movie yeah. and that wasn't really even a factor, mm-hmm. which I faith, actually personally wasn't liked. even challenged, which I, I enjoyed that yeah, too. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was totally what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even a part of it. And I would have been less into that to be honest with you. Yeah. Where he's like, is God even real? Yeah, like, that just, never even happened. Cause like, for me, like those kinds of movies are less interesting to me cause I'm like, yeah, I yeah. don't believe in and God. And it's been done so, so many like, times before. Yeah. Words. Yeah. When I, okay. When I did wake up to him finding the dead body, I did think to myself, okay, maybe this is going to get good because I was yeah. like, I just took a turn that I didn't expect. And I yeah. just thought, okay, maybe this is going to be about some like weird dark shit that like yeah. I had no idea. But it ended up not. It was like just way more introspective and like, which I don't I mind. I loved that though. I don't mind introspection. Like I appreciate it. But at the same time, it just wasn't, I don't know. Like it didn't fully liked... go anywhere for me. You go know? ahead. Yeah. The, I thought the scene, the scene I mentioned with what, when they went to 
tell Amanda Seyfried her husband was dead, like mm. her reaction was, oh, it was so, so there was no shallow. Mm-hmm. It was like it was really, really low key. Right. I was like, what would anyone? It was like trite. This way? It was like trite. It was like there's nothing. Like something really tiny had happened. It, it looked like she like had a migraine died. headache or something. Her reaction yeah. was like you know when people but, put their hand on their on their like the bridge of their nose and they're like oh. Like but, she had a headache. Yeah, <laughs> and even the the cop leaving was just like, well, sorry about. Yeah, that. I know that was so Good weird. Day. And then the, it was just that very part weird. of it, I, I, thought I it was very that confused me. Done. It made me think, oh, were but they she ends up crying. But she ends up crying, you guys. I mean, yeah, she yeah, cries. But she doesn't really cry that. It's very. Much. Oh my god, I thought that like, was really effective though. That was actually a beautiful shot. I thought, like, I I actually consciously thought when that shot was done, I was like, wow, what perfect timing for those tears that she draws like there's like one that happens what, and then oh, when he just like perfectly a second the, one like, will and testament or something like that she unveils yeah he unveil yeah he yeah. brings the will and then and then cries. that makes her cry but the shot is like one long shot and mm-hmm. she's not even really like it, she's not looking at him she's not looking at the camera you kind of see like the side of her mm-hmm. face and she's just kind of like trying to play it off like she doesn't She's like not really that affected. Why would she try to play that off like that though? Well, I, don't know. I just feel like this whole movie is yeah. is about this kind of like these these facades that these people are putting on for each other in a way. Like he clearly is like putting on this whole, you know, oh I, I'm helping Perfect everyone and, and everything yeah. is fine. Like don't worry about me. I don't need anyone's sympathy. Yeah. I'm here to help. I'm I'm your local you know preacher or he's whatever. Lying constantly. Yeah, he's yeah. just like. But yet when we see him alone. You know, he's drinking and he's like clearly probably sad and lonely or something. Yeah. There seems to be like a real emptiness to who he truly is. Mm-hmm. Well, but definitely. Yet, and he puts on this act. And, and his I felt environment like, was very much indicative of that. I felt like maybe this, maybe Amanda Seyfried's character was sort of like, you know, maybe trying to uh, replicate that in a yeah. way. You know, like kind of show him... That she is also on that same trip or something. That rea- I don't know. That it made me think they were in, like in cahoots for the guy's death or something. That's when what I, I thought. Up, I was like, oh, did for, they try to kill him? Or That's something? honestly when the cop did was gone and it was just them two. Yeah. I was like, so did they? Because they're, they're oh, so that, I wasn't just confused because I had fallen no asleep. No sense to me in that scene. Sorry, go ahead. It removed it removed so much <laughs> empathy for me. Yeah. Where I was like. Do you not give a fuck? Like, totally. What? It was very. I was like, "What is what?" Could that made me think that she was a part of it, right? Like she well, wanted him to die or something. Well, and I mean, the fact that they yeah. were like, "Don't let them see anything that you found," like regarding the vest, I guess, or whatever. But like, yeah, I was so like, it, "Okay, so are they in on this?" I mean, that's how I. That's how I. Which felt. would make sense because he was threatening the life of her child, and uh-huh. that's exactly what I didn't thought. Didn't like that either. And then that so. didn't end up being the case. Yeah. So I thought that was, was just, just like, very strange. And it made me not not really care as much about I thought I wasn't rooting for them to get together ever either. Oh god, me neither. Like, well, I don't think they really got together in the end, by the way. I mean I thought that was a dream. I think he really? died. Oh, I think really? he I think he drank oh. that shit. Okay. I mean, and there's several reasons. I do want to talk about the ending. Sure. The ending of the film, uh, to describe it real quick before we talk about it, uh, he basically like takes this guy's vest that he had made for you know other purposes and he's going to like basically blow up uh this convention thing that's happening at the church that that evening or whatever wait the guy's vest was made to be like a unabomber vest right yeah 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 so it was um, made with the intention to carry a bomb strapped yeah. to his body yes and, and the so, priest takes that vest yeah and he's planning his own little thing but because this woman shows up that he does kind of care about amanda seafried's character 
he kind of has to like rearrange his plans in a way and so he takes off he the doesn't want to k- kill her he doesn't yeah. want to kill her no and but she's he was in the building. going to try to kill everybody in that building right because it was gonna be Which filled a, with all these big yeah oil, D- like. douche move <laughs> yeah. yeah um so then he chooses to then wrap his body in a sort of like barbed wire and then he pours himself this giant glass of drano he seems to be about to drink it and he looks over and he sees amanda seafried run over and they like embrace and they just kiss and then that's the end of the film make out sesh um i think though that that was a sort of dying dream in a way mm-hmm. like I think he drank the Drano. I, I think that he died. I think he killed himself in that room. Okay. Because, and I think that for several reasons. Like, for one, it just seems so out of place uh, that that would happen, first up. But also, like, the way it's lit, the way this camera is moving so beautifully and circularly. Like, that, the camera almost never moves the entire film. That's true. Like and the there's only very other time movement. it really does that is when is, is that, that dream scene. Like, yeah. Right. Which is also very together. much a dream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or, you know, I like, like that a, part. A I thought, extension I of reality. Was be, I thought that was going to be cheesy and ended up being a good, really good scene. And I uh-huh. also think that it was fake because um, it cuts out. Like, it just stops. Like, to me, that's him dying. I, I feel like those were his, oh, like, final... Oh, he was final, on holy ground or whatever. I feel like, like that was that was his sort of, like, these mm. final thoughts of his. Like, we were in his mind for that moment. Uh, these, like, final thoughts yeah. as he's drinking this Drano is just, like you know, love, like maybe I wish that I would have found love or, or like maybe I wish I could have connected with this person more or whatever it is. But then boom, like immediately we go to credits and then it just like cuts to black. Yeah. Cause I mean, it cuts out mid sound, mid image. I mean, like there's just a hard cut. The film just ends on this hard cut. Yeah. And to me that signifies like death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you was know? the point of this barbed wire? Was he going for like a Jesus Christ? Like, I wasn't sure. You what know, the barbed... like thorns type of oh. thing. And that was the other reason I thought it was fake is because the barbed wire is gone when he's embracing her. Like, how is it gone? What do you mean it's, it's not gone? gone. It's not on his body anymore. How do you How'd know? You, know you can't. Well, see. you can. We can see. We. I mean, like they're very. Cl- they're like touching each other. Well, maybe it's her. And she's her. like moving her hands all around him, and I'm like, oh, the barbed wire is gone. Where the fuck did the barbed wire go? No, I think she might feel it and just not. You know. No, I mean, you can see that she's like holding his back. Kind of, but I felt like it could still be there. No, I mean, you can, like, see that she's, like, rubbing his back, and it's, like, well, not I don't know. there. There's obviously still blood marks, though. There's blood there marks. There was blood like... marks, but the but the barbed wire was gone. I It was, like, straight up gone. That, that was very ambiguous to me. Yeah. I mean, I well, to know. me, I, I was like... I don't know about that It's that, possible that it wasn't. No, I mean, that, that was one of my first clues into it. I was like, wait, is this not real? Like, are they going to cut to him being, like, dead on the ground from this Drano? Because the barbed wire's gone. Like, he's yeah. not there. He, the This is, like... This is a dream sequence. Like, it's got to be. And plus, it's just lit so beautiful. Like, it had this aura to it that was, like, heavenly and just sort of this, like, it was gorgeous golden light, like, pouring in from the windows. Like, it just felt very different uh, from everything else that was happening in the movie. Gorgeous was, like, golden light? Well, I don't remember that. Oh, it's, I mean, the... The lights it is a bit different. It's, like, it's kind of streaming in. It, but I, it I felt think what, go- too gorgeous, you know? Well, definitely with a moving camera thing, for sure, because that's mm-hmm. the only time, other time that it did that was yeah. that scene where they're on the floor. This camera is locked down. Yeah. I mean, th- this... <laughs> yeah. I don't think... I can't recall a film that has had such little movement yeah. in it. And aside and also the opening shot just going up to the church. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's... That's true. There was very few shots. Very there. Yeah, and there's like one very slight pan over from the house one time when they're walking to the garage. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Other than that, 
almost no movement. It's mm-hmm. it's almost this just like locked down. Not even like a pan. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, and the fact that it just goes into this like movement and just I don't know. It all felt way too dreamlike, and I thought I just was sure that they were gonna cut back to him like being dead. Yeah. But I don't even think they need to because for me, I took it as much as that like that he drank the Drano. So do you think that he killed himself because ultimately all he really wanted to do was like die <laughs> or like his because he was going to try to do a service right to the world by doing that bomb like by bombing that church full of yeah. all those guys who were like basically doing harm to the world mm-hmm. but then she comes in and ruins his plans but he still wants to kill himself anyway <laughs> so was it about like him just basically being selfish mm-hmm. well no? again i don't think that she actually did come in but i do think that Wait, his decision really? to no, no no what i mean is she shows up at the church oh right yeah yeah no she does show up no i, I just mean sorry like I, she I ruins his plan to yes, bomb yeah. the place so like do you think that maybe he really just wanted just... himself to die anyway and then conveniently enough maybe he could have killed some other bad people while he was at it yeah clearly he still makes that choice to kill himself you exactly know I mean? so what it's is like... it about really he's just about it's like more that like he's just kind of selfish Mm. Selfish in life and selfish in death. I mean, to be, to be honest with you, it's it. This is the kind of movie that I want to think about for a bit. It. I, I knew this like when it was ending. Like, I don't feel like I fully got the movie either in a way. Like, fully. Well, that's why we're talking. That's why I like talking about it because maybe right. we'll come to some perspectives. Like, but I mean, you know. I was sort of thinking like I don't know that it's that. Yeah, I mean, this guy is just. He's definitely depressed. I mean, this guy is definitely like his house is so empty and like so cold empty. and mm-hmm. barren. And yeah, he's nothing there. And he like pushes away the one you know woman who seems to be like caring about him, caring about yeah. him that, in this the bla- the really mean, woman. Wo- mean way. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's the meanest to the person that seems, in a way, to be the nicest. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and that, that's well, like heartbreaking. Again, he's to really nice to Amanda Seyfried, and she's pretty nice to him too. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think that's why. I mean, yeah, that's. He's that she's the only person that he cares about, really. Why though? I don't. Know. I didn't really get that. I I didn't their relation. I didn't buy their relationship. Right. I, I wasn't rooting for them to get together. I didn't I think know. it was like a love relationship as much as it was just like a deep caring. Maybe. Sort of, yeah. I think maybe like, they like had an empathy. I think for he each doesn't other. allow himself love ultimately. Like I think he. I think he's just like so deep in this depression of like losing his child and losing his wife. That he's just like, he doesn't even want to allow himself to have happiness, even if he could see how he could have it. Like, to me, it seems like he is seeing these opportunities in which he could turn his life around and then just kind of being like, well, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's so self. Yeah, yeah. He's like a self pity kind of. What's the point of his? There's no point to his martyrdom. I think he finds. I think he finds a point through feeling like he has to carry out the wishes of this. Yeah. Guy that he feels responsible for. But his yeah, death he for. still doesn't though. Well, yeah, he I never guess, does. I guess he doesn't, and he maybe maybe that's why maybe that's why he feels like he needs to kill himself because he couldn't even do that right or something. You know, mm-hmm. he was only gonna do it if it was like convenient, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone's in this room. Like it now. just happened to be so yeah. convenient that all these guys would be there. Yeah, and there would not be another opportunity like that for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. We do gotta wrap it up here. Chad, thank you so much for being on oh, this no episode. Problem. Great to have you back. Thank you're me. such like a. I just love your your enthusiasm for movies. It's it's oh, really it's yeah. great. Yeah. Let's do okay next time we uh, do a show together. Let's fucking watch a nutty ass like eighties flick. Let's watch oh, a nutty yeah. ass eighties flick. Yeah, Stand by Me or T two. 
Oh my god, both great <laughs> movies. Stand by Me is a must see. I mean, like yeah. that is just a must bust. That I would much <laughs> rather see. I, I I'm more excited about that than Terminator 2, to be honest with you, because I feel like you it's should be, be more excited for all. And the fact, that, oh my god, t- Total Recall, you've got to see. Mm-hmm. So good. And we will. So Amazing. stay tuned for future yeah. episodes Practical of Totally effects. Tell Me coming out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Chad, where where can people find you on oh, uh, the social media? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Chad Opitz, chatopitz.com. Boom. How do you spell your last name? O-P-I-T-Z. O-Pitz. (laughs) That's how you can remember it, fellas. (laughs) Ladies and fellas, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me.